0: Culture and Psychology with Tabana. A very warm hello to our Radio Bomb dot listeners. Uh, today I'm sitting with Dr. Daniel Rockers. Uh, our other partner, Dr. Alexandradi, is not here. And today, uh, Dan and I decided to talk about uh, imposter. And uh, first, we want to talk about the definition. Um, So maybe Dan, if you could uh, go over the definition of imposter, so we can begin with that.
1: Imposter phenomenon is an aspect or a thing where I might go into a situation, and I'm supposed to perform in a certain way, but I don't necessarily feel like I'm at that level. So if I get a new job and I'm supposed to be an expert on, let's say, whatever, psychology, when I enter into that new job, I might have feelings like, "Mm, I don't know if I really know all the things I need to know. I don't know if I really am qualified to be doing this. Maybe it's just a fluke that I got into here. So an imposter phenomenon is where you feel like you are might you might be a fake or pe- other people don't realize how much that you don't know mm-hmm. it's a it's not a good feeling it's a bad feeling and it's feeling like you are not up to the task people don't really know it yet but they might find out
0: so it's a feeling that probably every one of us have at one point you know felt because uh, when you're in a new position as you said, It takes a while till you get to know every aspect of that position. And by the time you really feel comfortable in your skin, it takes about two, three years that you know all the details and all those uh, little parts of the job or even in anything in life. Yeah, I want to, as an example, say when you become for the first time a parent, you know, you are not comfortable as a parent. And you feel like, you know, even though you have read books, even though uh, you have seen people to have um, their their child taken care of, but when you really have a child in your hand, and you're in that position of a mother or, or a father, sometimes you feel, you know, what do I do here? What do I, you know, or what do people think if I say this, if I do that as a mother or as a father? I think it's in every aspect of our life, isn't it?
1: I think it is part of human nature. It's part of being a conscious human that there is that self-doubt that comes in and there is that fear of being discovered that one is not competent or one does not know enough, one isn't enough. It's that fear, that little voice that kind of chips away at us in the background.
0: So how do we overcome the imposter uh, feeling of, you know, just overcoming with that?
1: Well, of course, the number one, from my perspective, the number one thing that one has to do is to become aware of having that feeling. Just you know, like anything
0: is, in psychology world.
1: Exactly. This is probably the number one rule in most things psychologically you've got to be able to be aware of it you've got to be able to recognize it you've got to know that it's in there and only once you have awareness can you then begin to work on that thing and do that it has a lot to do with feelings it's a lot to do with how you Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I can see that. And as uh, we were discussing uh, about uh, imposter phenomena, I was going through my experiences in life. And one thing that came to my mind is as emigrant, when you come to a new country, things you do, you wonder how people think about uh, those practices that you have. And, um, you know, even if you're, you have so much high self-esteem still because you're new to a a country or to a society you're just wondering what do people think about you I, i think it's as you said it's in every one of
1: us well when think about it in this way too the imposter phenomenon is when i someone enters a new situation where they probably don't know all the rules and all the structure and everything. They probably possess plenty of knowledge, but because the situation is new and the structure is possibly new, there may be things that they have a sense that they don't know, like how do things work here? Then it's really easy to feel like one is, might be an imposter Hmm. because it's an uncertainty. It's this, I'm not sure I don't know. And there's so many things that we don't know. And especially Hmm. If you're moving to a new country, being dropped into a new culture or a culture that is new to you.
0: Yeah. So I guess it's more to do with you don't want to show that you don't know.
1: Well, I think most of us have that sense where we don't want others to know that we are ignorant. And I don't mean that in a put down way. I mean, in a way of not knowing. We don't want others to think poorly. of Sure. Right? Most of us want to be thought of, well, we don't want to be labeled as, oh, that's that guy who doesn't really get it. I don't even know why he's here.
0: Right, right. But if that's a feeling that we all have, I guess uh, we need to open up to that and bring it up even more so, so that we are facing with a phenomenon that. Every one of us have it. And then it's been pushed um, under the uh, drug that um, (laughs) if something that we all have, I don't feel like there's anyone who hasn't experienced that.
1: I think most people have that experience at some level in their psyche.
0: Yeah, unless they haven't had any new um, relationship or any new job or any new... Uh, anything uh, you know or or they're just locked into their own world so I'm happy that today we are opening this phenomenon to our listeners because this is really an eye-opening that um, when as psychologists we talk about the imposter phenomenon we we are saying that this is a natural and um okay part of every one of us by okay i mean like we all have it it's like anything to do with a human being so let's just bring it up let's just open up and let's talk about it i'm just thinking even when we started our radio show for radio bomb dot um we uh, really didn't know um because we this wasn't something that we were used to not that we are expert now, but we feel comfortable now. We feel like, you know, this is something that we can do. But at the beginning, we weren't even sure. We just wanted to make sure that things that we are doing, it's okay. And for radio show, we are saying what um, people need to, to hear or And we are not still sure because we haven't received so much respond or feedback. But what I'm saying is in everything that you do in life, you don't know, you're not sure. You know, I was just thinking even at little things like you throw a party, you throw a gathering, you're not sure what people think about it. You know, you may be satisfied from your part, but you have that little doubt that oh, I'm not sure so-and-so or this group that they were there, they were happy with everything that I had done. You know what I mean? It's like in every little things that in life you do, and even sometimes, you know, you know what you've done, but you don't know about other people thinking.
1: Yeah, you don't know what you're getting into. It's like if I go out of town and I play golf on a course and I walk on by myself and end up joining a group, you know, what are they gonna think of me? Do they think I'm just some hacker? And I can remember years ago saying to my friends, well, I wanna learn how to play golf well enough that at least I don't embarrass myself when I go out on the course. And that's kind of that same insecurity feeling that drives the imposter phenomenon.
0: So it's more to do with insecurity. And insecurity in one way or another is in every one of us. You don't, and even people who act like they have the highest self-esteem, they're so secure in their skin, they're, they're just comfortable and everything. I'm sure inside they have something that they don't share, that, um, you know, they know themselves. But sometimes we are into our own world and we don't even know what is our my insecurity? How do we find out what is our insecurity?
1: Well, I would back up just a step there because I think an important point is this. People who are confident also have insecurities. So we can be confident and still have insecurity. Most people do because we all have that feeling. I think it is the case where confident people know how to work with their own insecurity and not get frozen by it or paralyzed by it.
0: So you learn throughout your life how to deal with many things. And this is one of them too. Because even people who stutter, people who have some issues, uh, let's say even, I remember I had a friend um, and in those days, the medical field was not as expanded and as uh, improved. So um, she actually had Maybe about half an inch one of her legs was shorter. But the way she learned to walk, many people didn't even know she had that. So you learn with your issues, how to come up so that people don't see it obviously. And then when um, you know, she shared that one day, I wasn't even sure this was going on, but imagine what was going on in her world and in her head all the time, when she wanted to walk in front of people, she was doing this so, uh, perfect. I mean, perfect, I was, I I would say that she had learned to act the way that nobody would, not many people would even notice that, you know what I mean? So imagine that person, how much insecurity was in her throughout her life, Dealing with this obvious thing that she knew, but um, she was just learning how to act differently or how to walk differently, um, how to move her body so people don't notice.
1: It brings up a really important point, and it's that point is exemplified by your question earlier, like, how do we get rid of this insecurity? How do we deal with this insecurity? And I think the point is this. Are all insecurities bad? Is it bad to have insecurity?
0: Very good question.
1: Alfred Adler had the idea of compensatory striving, which I think we've talked about before. And what he said was that everybody's got these things that they have to compensate for, some sort of deficit that they feel. But because they have it, that propels them to do work and to become more than who they were. Mm-hmm. So maybe these insecurities from imposter phenomenon are not just something to be surgically removed. Maybe it's good to have those because they help drive us to learn and to grow and to become more. What do you think?
0: You know, I want to have a short break and come back to continue our conversation. Yes, I would like to talk about that because that's an important factor to actually talk about. So let's have a short break and come back. من اساس رادیو بام داد امروز من به همراه دکتر دنیل راکرز یکی از دوستان و همکاران من در خدمتتون هستیم ما همیشه روزهای شنبه و شنبه از ساعت 12 تا یک بعد از ظهر به زبان انگلیسی صحبت کنیم اگر تازه رادیوتون رو باز کردین و صدای ما رو به زبان انگلیسی می‌شنوین ما امروز داریم در مورد توانی هایی که در وجود تمام ما هست به نوعی و شاید که چیز واقعی همگانی باشه عنوان یک انسان و چطوری ما میتونیم با این کنار بیایم و اصلا چی هست؟ برمیگردیم و در خدمتتون هستیم. We are back with Dr. Daniel Rockers and we are continuing to converse about the imposter phenomenon. Um, Basically, imposter means a person who pretends to be someone else in order to deceive others, especially for uh, fraudulent gain. But in general, um, we were talking about how much this in many ways is in every one of us. Uh, you you actually see it in um, you know maybe people that uh, you uh, realize, but mostly it's something that we pretend to be and we don't see it. Um, but Dr. Rockers, you asked a question about maybe this is a good thing, the insecurity, because it uh, drives us to to do something to overcome that insecurity. I am not sure because it depends on what kind of person you are, you know, because if you don't have that strength in you, you may live with it and that may take you down to some extent. But if you're very strong and you really always want to fight, um, then you basically overcome or if you're realistic and you see that um, shortage or that uh, lacking and you work um, to get rid of that?
1: Well, I think that this happens at all different levels. It can happen in a very, on a very small thing or it can happen on a very big thing. We could think of compensatory striving as being overcoming some, something so I could have a career Hmm. We could think of compensatory striving as something as small as, here's an example from me. I used to have an office in a downtown office building, very fancy building, had a health club there, but I was in that building for a couple of years and did not go to that, the health club in there. We had a membership as a result of having an office there. I didn't go. And part of it was, I was intimidated. I felt like, wow, there's all these fancy people there who are all working out and they know all the what they're doing and i don't know the machines and i don't even know how to i don't even know how the room is set up so for two years i was in that building and i never did go and then fine but i knew it and i was like i want to get going on some sort of workout regimen so what i did was i made uh, myself a mission that i was going to one day i said okay i've got a mission and my mission is i've got to go down to that floor and use the card key to open that door and look inside. That's all I need to do. I just have to go open the door, look inside. So I did that and I said, yes, score, I did it. And the next day I gave myself another assignment. I said, okay, today you're gonna go down there, you're gonna open that door and you are going to do one thing on one machine. And it could be anything just could be move a lever, could be anything. But I kept going in that way until finally I was going down there every day and doing a workout. But that's an example of in a small way that compensatory striving, it boosted my confidence in terms of going into new situations. Cause now I've got a little blueprint on how do I do this? If if there's a difficult situation I'm facing, I'd say it's a happy hour or something like that, social hour for work, That I need to go to and I feel insecure about it and think okay in what small way can I get a little closer to that goal so I could set myself a goal of having at least like three meaningful interactions with people in that meeting or I could call the host of the meeting and say hey do you need any help because it's always easier to be there in an official capacity than it is to just show up cold by yourself and not know anybody, then you feel like standing around. No. So that's compensatory striving. I think those insecurities, we recognize them and it can drive us. So, and I believe this is in everyone's capacity. Everyone in some way has dealt with something they weren't sure about and they learned. Mm -hmm. If you think about all the things that we've learned as individuals growing up, it's pretty amazing mm-hmm. to learn how to read or walk mm-hmm. or speak.
0: Sure. Yeah.
1: Those are very complex movements, mm-hmm. functions.
0: That's why we always compare any new learning, um, especially in psychology. When I worked with my patients, I always said, just think about it as a uh, toddler. You know, as you first, when you learn how to stand up, you fall and then you learn to get up again. You fall, you get up again, and then there's a point that you don't fall. And if you do, there's a um, there's something in front of you, or something unusual happens that you fall. Otherwise, you learn to stand up and and to walk. So anything we learn is similar to that. At the beginning, we fall because we are learning and then we get up and we do it. So when something new we are learning, it has a process and we shouldn't be disappointed about ourselves that we fell and then, oh my gosh, no, I'm not going to learn because I fell. No, a few times you fall. And then you learn. In that aspect, I I really think that is true because there are certain things in life that without even noticing, we try and and we learn and we um, have that capacity to learn. But the reason I said that was, you know, if someone has um, faced with anxiety by facing something new, then you try to avoid it. But what we are saying here is there is a little anxiety in every one of us, when it gets out of hand is when, you know, you start coming for help, or you take medication. But as even uh, many psychologists mentioned that the Difficulties that we face in life brings a little anxiety in every one of us. So it's not that you see some people; they're happy, they're moving, they 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 seem to be very successful in life. That doesn't mean they don't have any problem. That doesn't mean they don't face uh, the feeling of imposter. You know, I think in every aspect of life, uh, we all face some sort of insecurity, some sort of Um, feeling of imposter, any new job, you know, it it takes time to learn every part of it. And the other thing I was going to say, this is the same as the real essence that is in every one of us, that because of layer after layer after layers of um, putting a mask and putting a mask, we forget that that pure self is hidden with all these layers that have come throughout the years. So when we talk about the imposter, maybe it's because this phenomenon has happened to us as human being because we are putting those layers. And the reason is because of judgment. We put those layers uh, in our spirit, in our soul, that we are not free to say, I did that or this is how I feel, this is, and and we have faced with people who say what they feel and who act how they want, and people laugh sometimes and people feel like they're different, but actually they're the ones that they're doing it right, you know?
1: Yeah, and it's also being able to say, I don't know, there are things I don't know. And when we are confident, we can face our insecurities and say, yeah, you know, that's something I really don't know. I know in my practice, I have come to the place where there's lots of psychological conditions I'm not an expert on, and so I, when people call, I try to make sure that if that's what they're looking for, I don't take them on as clients. I help them. Can you find some other person who's that there? That's what they do, and that's what they know. To be able to say I don't know, I think, is a, such a very good thing. Yes. But coming back to your point, I think it. We, I like that idea of all the layers of the mask. We lose who we are. We lose ourselves. We lose touch with who we are. And I think that that imposter phenomenon, like you said, comes from all those masks and we think we're something that we're not, or we don't even remember who we were, or who we are deep inside. And who we are deep inside is somebody who knows some things and somebody who doesn't know other things. And none of us know everything. And to be able to say that, to work with our own insecurities, Mm -hmm. to me, that's how do we deal with imposter phenomenon? Yeah. Does it work with insecurities? Yeah. Some things I don't know. Some things I do know.
0: Isn't it that we are afraid of judgment, that we always want to act like we know?
1: This definitely is the case. That's definitely the case. This is, if we think about it in a larger context, as far as the growth of human race, the evolution of humans in a sense of how we're developing, this is the story that's in the Bible. This is the Adam and Eve Genesis story. With self-awareness comes this fear that we're going to be judged or we do something wrong. It's this retraction or contraction. That's my interpretation of that story. And I think it describes us very well. This is what the human psyche is it's a fear of being seen in a certain way, the fear of being something that we're not. We have forgotten who we really are. At the-
0: and isn't it that some people softly do that and some people so obviously that that brings another judgment? You know what I mean? It's like, Everybody, if they have the common sense, they can tell whether you really know it or you're acting, you know, that you know. So we have to be honest with ourselves. To what extent do we know something? To what extent are we comfortable to talk about it? And then if we don't, don't be afraid of saying that I know a little about this. So I'd rather someone who knows more to talk about this, or maybe you know it for yourself enough to handle your thing, but not to the extent to lead a group or to lead some people. Uh, But you prefer to just observe and see if other people know it better, why don't they come and do it. And many times you learn as you do And if you're so confident that you can handle the job, you can handle the work, you can handle whatever you're doing, and you have enough capacity to learn and to act, I think that's when you learn really well. But that's what you were saying, that that's the drive that you want to overcome not knowing, you want to overcome being insecure. So you have that strong drive that you want to do it, you want to learn it, but you also have enough capacity to even practice it as you're learning.
1: Well, what about with all of this in mind, then what are your thoughts on that saying, fake it till you make it?
0: (laughs) That's That's a good example. Yes, and we have done that maybe to... In some parts of our life, we fake it to learn it. You so know, you like, say
1: you vote yes on that. You say, yes, that's a good approach.
0: Well, it depends. Like I, I my example is parenthood. You know, you are, you don't tell your child that. I mean, in many ways when they ask. So obviously you say, well, let's look together. Let's do this. But the parenthood itself, you don't know. So you not that consciously you're faking, but many times as you're learning how to be a parent, how to be just a parent, you know what I mean? Because I was young when I had my first child and I remember, honestly, even though I thought I'm an educated person, I read and I felt like I knew, but then when you have the child in your hand, you really don't know, you know? I I remember I was getting up even to make sure he's breathing, and he's not dead by the time I get up in the morning. So you really are experiencing that. But you don't go around tell people that, you know, and even people ask, you know, how are you doing, you just show so much excitement, but you don't share about the fear, the insecurity, not knowing, you know what I mean? You kind of Maybe even unconsciously you're faking. I don't know. But I mean, it's just such a phenomenon that has so many aspects of it that is included in that whole thing that we can talk separately about each thing. So let's just give a short break and come back. I don't know if my example was good enough, but that was the first thing I came up with. Uh, So let's come back and talk about uh, let's fake it till we make it. We're back with Dr. Daniel Rockers, uh, one of my friends and um, co-worker at Tavana uh, organization. Tavana is a nonprofit organization supporting youth and any individual with psychological issues and cultural. Uh, And today we are sitting and we are talking about the phenomenon that we all face, and that's the phenomenon of imposter. من چند کلمه فارسی خدمتتون بگم اگه تازه رو باز کردین من به همراه دو تن از همکارانم روزهای شنبه و یه‌شنبه در خدمتتون هستیم امروز فقط من و دکتر راکرس هستیم و ما داریم راجب به, به هر حال لغت این به معنی اینه که ما به عنوان یک انسان یک جوری برخورد میکنیم و بر رفتار میکنیم که با درونمون بعض وقتا متفاوته و ما در حقیقت داریم اینجوری خودمون رو نشون میدیم ولی حقیقت امر ممکنه درونمون چیز دیگه ای باشه یه اصطلاحی هم هست که میگن اینجوری وانمود بکن in uh, We were talking about fake it to make it. And I was just thinking, you know, fake it to make it um, can be if we expand it to all aspects of life. Sometimes we are not happy inside, but we act like we are happy. But then the way we act that we are happy actually makes us happy. Or we smile all the time, even though maybe we are not that happy, but then it becomes part of you. Um, Or sometimes, I mean, faking to make it uh, could be actually not really bad because we are learning. And as we are learning, um, we are acting like this is, you know, okay. Uh, and, and that's that becomes part of us. So in general, uh, it's not really that bad, depending on how we use it. I don't know about you. What do you
1: think? I think that fake it till you make it isn't just faking something until mm-hmm. it magically happens to you. I think that it needs to be you do your best and work to learn.
0: So you're not deceiving, you're just actually helping yourself. You're faking it to yourself to make it. But I honestly want to talk about my experience um, of the happiness that I told you, we all go through things in life. I think that's something that is for all of us. I agree that there is also a DNA part. I also agree that there's genes environment and all of that. But you know, I personally can talk about this. I can come back from work and just make a big deal of little things that happened at work and make life miserable for myself. To say, you know, um, you know, I have this issues with my coworker. I have this issue with my staff. You know, people don't understand me. Uh, people do that to me. But then think about it. That thank God I have a good job. Thank God. I'm in a position that at this point, I can make this much money, just to start thinking of all the positives that you have. So what I'm saying is fake it to make it is like you can even um, well, maybe we're talking about two things, though. I'm just right now I'm thinking fake it if I come back home and I'm happy, even though I have something happening in life you know, there at work by showing happiness by smiling, but not really making a big deal of what happened inside me, I'm just thinking, let's just think positive. Let's just make through this. I'm I'm just learning and I know this is going to work out. So why do I make my life miserable thinking that, you know, I'm not good enough, I'm not doing my job. Uh, so let's just do that. I think if we're talking about the same thing by faking. I think sometimes we can fake it to ourselves too.
1: Say that last part again. Say that.
0: I think even inside you're faking it and you realize that you're faking it, but for the good reason, you know, you're just kind of faking it to yourself that well, inside, I know I'm not too happy, but let's just make it like I'm happy and, and to yourself, not even to others.
1: I think that's a very good approach. I think we may be talking about different things in a little a little bit, but some of it is the very same thing. One of them, one difference is that you're talking about changing how you feel, your mood, which is an important. I think an important part of imposter phenomenon for sure. I again, I think that self awareness is so critical for that. Even your example there, you to do that without having self awareness people can become hollow or shallow. Yeah. I like what you're saying and I think it's true. We couldn't make a choice on how we feel and can learn the skill of feeling better about things. I think it's very true. What I would add to that is, we want to make sure we're self-aware. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about uh, people in management, like at an organization, that there are some people who have reached a level where they're probably a little out of their league. And how can they, how can they not, I mean, I would assume they have imposter phenomenon and how do they deal with it? One person may realize that they have that feeling and take classes and get training and get a mentor and help them work with that feeling requires some self-awareness another person may try to block that feeling and just totally fake it and do what they think is the right thing and unfortunately that often comes across as hollow or shallow or fake and that's a case where you fake it and you're not really gonna make it in the sense of become that thing you're still gonna be in some ways i guess maybe that is a being an, an imposter
0: and sometimes you're afraid to say, I don't know. We think people are not going to think that we are capable or we are at the right position. And we, we just sit quietly and we are observing, but we are um, afraid to say, hey, can you explain more? Can you tell me what do you mean? I'm new to this. I want to learn. And I've noticed that people who actually admit to not knowing they learn and they go through the process even uh, stronger because they learn from bottom up. And if you just show like you know it, you get to a point that you have missed those other steps and pro- beginning processes. And then you're cut in the middle and you haven't learned the foundation of what's happening. And then you're just all of a sudden there after a year or two, still not knowing what you're doing. But if you're smart, at the very beginning, you try to learn every step to get to where you want to be. And then, then you know it. But if you act like you don't, then you don't learn. So it's okay to say I don't know. And I have had um, several administrators who came to work where I was. And I was very um, actually happy to see that uh, they were just saying I'm new to this. I am just quiet, sorry that I don't even jump in to say anything because I'm just learning. And um, If I could just say something out of what you guys are talking about in general, I'll be happy to help but allow me to just sit here and just observe what's going on because I'm just learning and you have so much value for people who say that, you know, my own boss, since I remember, um, she, she had the opportunity to be the deputy of executive job. So And then gradually she became the executive director. But when she had the position of deputy executive director, she was just sitting with each manager, each department chair, conversing, learning about their job rather than jumping into anything. So I remember for a long time while she was at the meetings, while she was, you know, with the executive director learning, she was also Talking to every individual at work with staff, with managers, specifically had weekly time to to just converse and learn about their job, learn about what is missing, what makes them happy, what is that they need to have. I learned so much from that person because she just went through this step so smoothly and so professionally. And uh, while she was learning, and I'm sure she had huge uh, imposter issue as well, because she was new to a huge program that she came from completely different experiences. She was such a capable woman as a leader that she came and she became a very strong top executive director because she did it so well she learned about the organization she didn't jump into anything and i learned so much about the way she behaved and the way she just talked to every individual to learn more about every detail of the job so she knew everything from bottom up and by the time she became the executive director i think she really knew every part of the organization
1: so the that's probably the answer to the question you brought up at the beginning, which is how do we deal with imposter phenomena?
0: So just admit to it, not maybe even obviously, but within yourself, just know that this is the problem I have. How do I deal with it? Um, I have to learn, I have to, even in relationship, if you have, um, you know, I mean, none of us are expert in any relationship we are learning, you know, if something happens, don't back up immediately, just think about it. And just tell yourself, I'm learning, I am actually knowing this person, that's a learning, you know, you're learning about this person, you're knowing this person. um, And it just give it give it time uh, and see how you can work with this part of this person.
1: It's very good relationship advice. It's very good imposter phenomenon advice Just acknowledge to yourself. Okay. You don't know. That's not a crime or a sin. It's not a bad thing. Or
0: something happens in a relationship. Don't jump into conclusion immediately. Just say, I have to think about it. Or maybe as you said, talk to some expert in, in that part or talk to some people that they knew more about that part. And then, When you have more knowledge and education and um, you know more, maybe you can deal with it better. You know, if you have a problem with one of your staff, because I remember one of um, the people I knew had a huge problem with one of the staff members that um, his life had become really hard because on the one hand, didn't want to let go of this person, knew so much about the job that by letting him go, part of the important part of the job would have, you know, stopped. And uh, he was sort of desperate what to do with this person who is so important in the job, and I can't let go of. And the job is sort of that not someone from outside can come and done do it. Because, you know, it's just we know what kind of job that could be, but then uh, he was actually conversing with um, people that they had experience dealing with um, human behavior or personnel, and also went to counseling with um, psychologists to talk about, what do I do with this person? This person is this, 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 how do I deal with this person? And he was very, very successful. As a matter of fact, just recently I saw him and I said, what is going on with that the staff member you always talked about? Because believe me, it's day and night. This person has changed so much because I changed. Because I knew how to work with this type of personality. I, I mean, he's the same person. I just changed myself with the way I was working with him. So that was that was a very um, you know high point learning for me. That sometimes we have to change ourselves and just see how you can deal with the, that type of personality. Because at work you can change some of the things, or you can't change people. You can't tell that person, "Hey, you need to go and consult with someone to change your behavior," but you can do it yourself.
1: Right. Right. Yeah, the imposter phenomenon is probably useful in that it can point out to ourselves areas that we need to work on. Yeah. We can see it in that way. When I start feeling like this, what is it saying to me? What areas do I need to work on here? And maybe it's an area of insecurity, but it also might reveal there's a part of my job that I just don't really know how to do quite yet.
0: I think, Dan, we have to open up this conversation more and more everywhere because it just makes other people feel better that we are into this together. It's not something that I feel separately or you feel separately. Every one of us have some sort of, you know, imposter feelings um, that comes at certain time. With that, we are to the end of our program, Dr. Rockers, and I wanna thank our listeners, uh, and we are going to come back tomorrow. Unfortunately, Dr. Andrade is not with us uh, today and not tomorrow, but Dr. Rockers and I will be here and we are going to converse about another topic of um, culture or psychology. And with that, uh, we want to wish you a great Saturday. دستمو با بارکن که ساعتی نوازشه با چشم منو با که یک قصیده خویشه سه یه عاشق شدم التهاب نفس گرمه حسرت فریاد کردن اسم کسی با صدا اسم تو هر اسمی که هست مثل قزم چه عاشقان قرب وسه مثل صفر مثل قربت
1: صادقان kon isma mo bar من فصل de bo
0: kono بابر کن همیشه بابر کن که من به عشق صادقم بابر کن حرف من و بابر کن که من همیشه عاشقم